Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor dot fm recording platform super easy distributes our podcast to many many different platforms there's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer check out anchor.fm or download the free anchor app to get started what's up paddle and fin listeners this is your host brian from the og show just wanted to make you guys aware of Jackson Orr's second annual Catch and Release Charity Tournament. Uh, that's K-A-T-C-H, Kayak Anglers Together Can Help. This takes place September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's an online event nationwide. Starts Friday at 6 a.m., goes till Sunday at 7 p.m. Entry fees $20. Tourney X has waived the fees. You can sign up on Tourney X. Doesn't matter if you're a good angler, an experienced angler, new angler to the kayak fishing tournament world. So let's all get together and help Jackson out get this organized. Your hosts at Paddle and Finn have all come together and we've decided any proceeds that we get from selling t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, things like that at the paddle, the letter N, and fin.com go to the store tab you buy any stuff we're going to take the proceeds from that donate it to the charity portion for Jackson's event Um, that's something we wanted to do to help Jackson give back to some great organizations so get signed up guys Jackson's trying to reach a hundred anglers I think it's an easy way for us to achieve even if you can't fish it it's 20 bucks guys let's help out What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Fishing. We decided to get into the kayak fishing world, and guess what? 
they're taking you along for the ride. So buckle in and welcome to Paddle Fit. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards, making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water. They float, they're polarized, all different styles to fit your pretty little face. Fish Mob Lures, my man Jay Randall, making buzz baits, spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things, and if he isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jay. And tonight, you guys, we are... I'm Jake. Yeah, we got Jake. Jake Traba on the phone. We got an epic guest. He's from California. Uh, he's kicking butt out there, not only in a kayak, but in the big boat, uh, fishing the co-angler side of the FLW tour out, out west. And then in his spare time, he's out chasing other little fishies in the big ocean. So we're going to talk a little bit of all that stuff tonight. So Jake, welcome to the show, man. Uh, we're happy to have you tonight. And, uh, uh, with all our guests, man, we always start off how you got into fishing and uh, kayak fishing. Yeah, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. Uh, I guess it all started, well, fishing started back when I was a kid. You know, my dad, like most people, dad, their, their dad took him out and I started trout fishing and you know, all that freshwater stuff. And then uh, eventually grew from there. I didn't really, I didn't actually start tournament fishing until, uh, I think, well, really it was like two years ago when I moved back to California. Okay. So that's when all that FLW stuff started and all, I just decided to jump into it. But before that, I was in, uh, I was in Hawaii. So I did four years in Hawaii. I'm in the Coast Guard, so that's why I've been traveling around so much. Oh, okay, cool. But, um. Yeah, yeah. So I did a lot of a lot of tours in different states. I was in Florida for a little while and North Carolina. But uh, the last tour was in Hawaii, and that's when I really got into the kayak thing. But that was all saltwater kayak fishing. So, okay. So there, all the saltwater saltwater stuff there, you can paddle off the beach a mile or so, and you're in a thousand feet of water. So you can catch marlin and big tuna and stuff like that on the kayak. That's crazy. And that's where all that started. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a blast out there. Enter the food chain. <laughs> Man, I, yeah, I was going to say, like, like yeah. I think 100 feet of water yeah, gotta, is deep, and then, you, and then you're talking 1,000 feet. That's nuts. Yep. Yeah, it'll it'll drop from, like, 200-foot ledge and then straight down to 1,000 feet. That's crazy. 
That's nuts. You never know what you're going to catch. That's the fun part about it. But uh, yeah, I got a picture of me holding up a big tuna. It's probably about a 70, 80-pound tuna, but it's got a huge bite mark out of its belly. And the big shark came and got it. That's crazy. So how yep. do you even, like, pull an 80-pound fish in your kayak? Like, I've always wondered about that. It's like a sleigh ride. What's that? But, uh, yeah, it's like a sleigh ride, for one. And yeah. When you hook into them, you're just kind of just going for it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, once you get them up to the side of the boat, you know, usually you can't pull them in too quick just because you don't want them to be all, all excited. Right. But uh, once you get it next to the side of the boat, you um, – out there, they have this thing called a, a kage. It's, what they, it's like a spear. So you grab the spear and you try to hit him right in the head and you know try to kill him right on the spot before you try and pull him in. And then once you get him in, you just put both of your legs in the water and just kind of balance yourself and then lean into the fish and pull at the same time. That's but, nice. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not easy, but it's definitely doable. Sounds great. Yeah. Well, sometime uh... <laughs> it's a blast. If you guys can ever get out and do it, it's it's a whole lot of fun. It's crazy, you just go man. Out and catch live bait, which is live mackerel, and they're about eight to twelve inches long, and you just slow troll them around all day. That's huh. nuts. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like I've fished all over the country, man, like coast to coast, mm-hmm. and I've never fished in the ocean. Never. I've swam in the ocean. Never fished it ever ever it, it's fun it's definitely fun man it definitely intrigues That's me a, it, yeah it's fun just because you never know what you're going to catch you know it's just usually when you go out in the lake you're like okay i'm targeting bass and maybe you catch a bluegill or maybe you catch you know i'm out there you guys got walleye and muskie and all that but sure but like in the ocean you have like 100 different species that you can catch you know dropping on the same rock pile that's nuts, man. Well, I know the big thing out there, right, is uh, lingcod fishing, right? In California, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do that quite a bit. I, I uh, so that's where I, I was kayaking in Hawaii, and that's where I got into the kayak. And then once I moved out to California, I bought another Hobi kayak, and that's when I started doing saltwater stuff. And then uh, once I got more into that, then I started realizing that there's kayak bass fishing tournaments. And then I—that's when I started fishing those. That's cool, man. So, yeah, so and kayaking I kayaking in the ocean here. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Finish what you were saying, man. Oh yeah, yeah. The saltwater, you know, the, around here you go for wing cod and, and uh, rockfish on the kayak, and then you can go out and troll for salmon. Trolling for salmon is a lot of fun on the kayak. That's cool. Yeah, they can do that mm-hmm. out in the harbors out by us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can call that on the Great Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a. I saw saw some videos. Yeah, there's a there's a big sam uh, kayak salmon tournament this weekend uh, on Lake Michigan up in Manitowoc Harbor. Um, I I just saw uh, one of our hosts, Susie Roloff. She's heading up there. She's running that tournament and. there's some big big kings being caught because they're starting to run in for the spawn. So um, hopefully she has a good time, and I'm sure we'll hear about that. So, but um, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a blast. Yeah, man, uh, we got we got big big kings, uh, cohos, and then uh, brown trout, steelhead, and some lake trout out in Lake Michigan. So 
that's good. pretty much that's pretty much going in the ocean though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you say you never really fished the saltwater, but you fish those big lakes. That's pretty much fishing in saltwater to me. Yeah, pretty much. We call it the big pond out here, you know. But yeah. uh, you guys have the supersized pond out there. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, the, the really relentless one. Yeah, right, right, right. So, you know, you you found kayak bass fishing. Um, you started fishing that. When when What year did you start fishing uh, the kayak bass tournaments? 19 or so, 17. 17? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's when I. Yep, that was the first year. And uh, were you just fishing the? Yak no, it might have been might have been eighteen. Actually, eighteen was my first first year last year. Okay, and that was the year you won the open on Clear Lake, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fished as much as I could. You know, I signed up for all the tournaments that I possibly could, and just to give it a shot, and yeah, it ended up working out. I mean, I. I had a lot of bad tournaments too you know everybody always sees the good ones but but yeah it it was all just learning i, I just keep learning every time i go out so it's getting it's getting fun that's cool man so are you mainly yeah, so many different ways to fish. yeah right right well i know a lot of those lakes out there they're pretty much like reservoirs right pretty deep pretty big things like that yeah the majority of reservoirs um but, I mean, there's, like, the California Delta, which is just a big, you know, water Delta water. It's a tidal system that just constantly flows in and out all day. Right. Uh, so that that's completely different fishing than most of the other places. And then Clear Lake is, like, a big natural lake. There's no, no dam to it. So Okay. Uh, yeah, that was – fish is similar to a reservoir, but it also is, is a little different to than – pretty much anything they're, they're all a little bit different you know every every lake you go to has just got something a little different than the others that's so, cool man but, uh, there's some awesome fishing out here yeah well i yeah, know you guys by the, by the fishing. yeah you guys have have some huge huge fish out there i mean uh just monster largemouth i, I just know that from watching yeah. youtube videos thanks tactical bassin and greg blanchard but uh yeah, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, you got old Greg Blanchard blowing up all the spots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just call that Greg Blanchard? That's awesome. Hilarious. Oh. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a cool dude. I was just hanging out with him clearly. Oh, nice, yeah. dude. Nice. So, I mean, what what body of water would you consider, like, your home waters out there in California? Uh, probably the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I live so close to it, so it's the most convenient, you know. Sure, sure. If I live if I live closer to lakes, I would I would be going to the lake more often, but the ocean's 15 minutes away, so. Oh, nice, dude. But um, other than that, probably uh, Lake Berryessa. Okay. quite a bit. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, but it, and that's mostly just the tournaments. You know, whenever I, I know I have a tournament coming up somewhere, I'll uh, you know go there the week before or something. Sometimes and pre-fish or. Very that's cool. Usually, it's the way it goes. I don't really have. I can't say I have a home just because I fish so many tournaments. It's all of them. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, I mean, um, 
are are you mainly fishing the Yakabass series out there and then uh kbf trail events as well that's it yeah this yak oh i was fishing there's another one called mother kayak anglers okay i fished that one last year that's another good circuit and uh kbf and uh Yakabass, yeah nice. other than that I, I do the big boat stuff with flw and wild west very cool man so uh did you get into the flw side of things about the same same time you started kayak bass fishing as well yep yeah exactly the same uh that last year i just like i said i was i signed up for everything i could just wanted to jump into it and you know see if it was something i could do and you know ended up working out it was a a good first year for sure and uh that's why i think probably next year i might be fishing mostly boat stuff okay well if you don't mind me asking, yeah. like in the kayak side, how much did you uh, did you end up winning last year? Uh, probably close to fifteen thousand. Damn, nice. That's respectable. Wow. Yeah, that was good. It was good. Uh, the, the Clear Lake event there was a bigger was a big payout last year. It was, it was a ten grand for first place, and. Uh, that one uh that definitely helped <clears throat> that's not bad yeah man and then on the boat side yeah, man uh, go ahead yeah <laughs> yeah the boat side was was definitely definitely better <laughs> yeah so i ended up winning two boats uh so that was right around uh, close to sixty thousand, and then uh couple checks for a couple thousand i think and another one for angler of the year jesus uh, yeah dude. That was, that was a lot of money yeah <laughs> i i think you found your calling yeah <laughs> <laughs> like for, all you gotta do is wait for that contract to run out with the coast guard man you're in <laughs> yeah that's, that was my biggest battle going into this this whole thing was just i'm starting to run out of time off for, for work and out on opportunities and tournaments but i've already been in in the coast guard for 12 years so i think i just feel like i need to try to finish it out yeah right on and you're like eight what eight years away from retirement yeah yep that's crazy <laughs> it's a tough situation but i think i think it only makes sense to stay in wow that's impressive man yeah that's that's nuts man if you uh if you got an extra like lucky rabbit's foot and you want to mail it to me i'll take it <laughs> no, I can send you some baits. I'll touch them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect. You know, you're gonna tether that to your vest, Brian? Yeah. You know oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy, dude. That yeah, is crazy. Luckily, it, it worked out. I can't. I, you know, it blew me away too. I I didn't expect anything close to that. But it was a crazy year. That's awesome, dude. So, I mean, let's talk about that. Last year, you had just this crazy, successful year, and then going into this year, um, like, I mean, that's got to build up, build up your mental game for sure, um, make you feeling good and comfortable fishing. I mean, do you think that uh, that was a good thing or a bad thing, like going into tournament season this year? Uh, I, I kind of wish it was like more spread out, you know. 
say I, I won a couple more this year would have been, I don't know. I think I think it was just like he had an awesome, phenomenal year, and then you know, back down, and next year you get a, kind of a mediocre year. It's just, I guess it almost makes you feel, I don't know, kind of get out of place with it. But I think it helps just because, like I said, it was my, my first year really getting into it, and I learned a lot through that year and then I think this year was a lot of me trying to use those tools that I learned the first year so that's cool man it's all learning yeah I'm still 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 learning and still learning when to use and when not to use stuff and well I think that's just it it'll just be getting better yeah I think that's just it you know fishing is a never-ending learning game you know, like you're constantly mm-hmm. learning every time you're on the water. At least that's how I feel. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Started fishing with my dad when I was a kid. And, you know, it just, you know, every time on the water, I always try to take something home that I learned new on that outing. I mean, yeah. you, you feel the same way, Jay? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's there's so much to learn out there on so many different types of fish and you know, and I, like I didn't get into it, but I mean, I got some experience with the uh, Gulf, you know, or fishing in the Gulf from land. Yeah. You know, with the tides and catching snook and jacks, um, using freshwater gear. You know. Sure. Like <laughs> dis- discovering a whole new world, and and I even had plans at one time to move to Florida just because of that. Just be- I was like, man, I could just fish out here instead of in there. <laughs> you know, and get a whole yeah. bunch of fish. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it, it's so pretty amazing. Fun. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of opportunity for a lot of different stuff, and it did it did kind of kindle like uh, something I didn't know you know that was out there, and you know so now there's a passion to one of these days get out there and spend some more time in the salt water and enter the food chain and catch fish, <laughs> not get eaten by <laughs> yeah. a shark. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so like I just don't uh-huh. like the idea that there's some out there gonna eat me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's, some, there's some big ones too. I was just out. I, I bought a little zodiac, uh, a little twelve foot zodiac. Yeah. That's my my saltwater boat now. And I've been running that thing up and down the coast, just getting rockfish and salmon. But I was heading out to the salmon grounds, and I was like on my way there, and I just saw birds diving. But you know that that was like one of the biggest things I learned from saltwater is just always looking around and being aware of what's going on around you, because that's you know your opportunities to catch fish. Sure. But um. Yeah, I took took off out towards those birds, and I see the seal just flopping out of the water, just getting oh. <laughs> ragdolled. So I like, of course, I had to get a little closer to see what was going on. And I get a little closer, and I see this huge tail just flapping back and forth. And I was like, oh man! So of course, I had to get a little closer to see, you know, get a better view. I get closer, and then this seal just gets thrown completely out of the water. Then I see the shark's head come out of the water, and there's just blood everywhere. It's like, oh my god! Oh man! <laughs> so, yeah, it was like, probably like a 12, 12, 13 foot great white shark. Yeah, that's yeah. when I'm like, yeah, I need to go home and change my shorts. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just gonna yeah. say, I feel the same way every time I see like seals flying and bleeding everywhere. <laughs> I want to take a twelve foot boat and get closer. <laughs> That's totally the top of my mind. Yeah. Well, what's going on over there? Like, you know, they... call me sick or something. I don't know. You know, and like a great white, no less. Yeah. Like right. the. Like I mean, the obviously, fix. it was occupied. 
that's like deep fish, man. You know. <laughs> well, hopefully your boat isn't black. You know, I mean, it, it, no, it's, it's gray. It's a, you know, a light gray, like a light seal color. You know? Oh man, yeah, yeah. He's going right over. He's like, just draw some eyes on it, man. You're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if I ran away from it, I wouldn't have seen it. You know, it was like it's the coolest, one of the coolest experiences I've seen on the water. I'm sure it is. I, I bet, truth. man. Like, that's yeah. that's intense, man. I remember as a kid, and, I mean, this is totally off subject, but I was up in Maine, and I remember being out in a boat and seeing, uh, 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 what are those, uh, humpback whales, like, up close and personal, oh, yep, just yep. swimming in the water, dude. That's something I'll never forget. And I was probably 10 years old, 11 years old. I'm 37 now, right. dude, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I mean, being that Did close that? to a, a creature that big in the wild, I mean, that's, I don't know. There's Words just don't <laughs> even describe it. But being up close to a shark while it's eating like that, I don't know, man. Like, I think it would yeah. be cool. I'd probably want to <laughs> yeah. paddle closer, but at the same time, yeah. like, I know the wuss side of me would be like, yeah, we're going to shore as fast as yeah. possible. Let's get the hell out of here, you know? Like, <laughs> like, I'll meet you there. Yeah. 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 Hey, you guys go ahead. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So here's, a, here's an interesting. Did you get the smell? smell the whale farts when you get that close yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they come up and they blow air it smells so bad yeah oh yeah. that sounds great yeah i'll pass it <laughs> yeah, that's what it gets out here like the the salmon it's all like a big food chain you know the whales are around there they're eating all the krill yeah and then there's you know all the bait fish are eating the krill and the salmon are right below them so you, you're out there and you got to troll like right around salmon or, i mean right around the whales like really close so <laughs> like you're saying up and close and personal that's that's pretty much the only way you're going to catch fish out here that's nuts dude maybe i don't yeah to. and then they come <laughs> up and they'll you know they, they just breach out of water and they'll be 20 30 feet away from you that's nuts and that's got to send a wave mm-hmm. towards you, right? I mean, that's a huge. Animal. Oh yeah, no, it'll it'll splash you for sure. <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know, man. I think I'll stick to largemouth bass, maybe a northern pike or something <laughs> once in a while, musky. You know, that's dangerous for us. Well, you're feeling <laughs> you know a little what? froggy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? New rule: twenty-five inches and less coming in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> no longer am I holding back but, northern pike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Out here, they get over 20 25 inches. Oh, I know. I have like a standing rule out here because they just they're so nuts, yeah. You know, and if you got a like if you got any treble hooks on them and stuff, they're just so unpredictable. And mm-hmm. every now and then your hand ends up in their mouth, so yeah, it's a yeah. Careful. I, got to, uh, I got to go on a trip. I went to Lake St. Clair for uh, the Hobie event, yeah, uh, yeah, Hobie yeah. Event. yeah, yeah. Um. So I was out there, and I got to spend a week out there and fish, you know, U.S. side and the Canada side. But one of my buddies that lives out there, he musky fishes. So I got to go do that one day, and and uh, and we throwing our arms off all day, sitting there trying to catch a musky. Oh yeah. Then at the end of the day, I had one. I was cranking this bait back in. And I guess that he was telling me that the fish usually follow it, and then they'll sit underneath the boat and wait for it to come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's what happened. I was cranking it back, and this musky just came out and just destroyed it. Nice. It was just all chaos broke broke free. Like 
I was getting soaked, you know, he was getting soaked, and then the fish finally just broke the line. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, did you know that but 50 I, I was just I was going to say, did what? you know that 50% of your bites uh, while musky fishing come right inside of the boat? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was wild. I saw the whole thing happen. And then, uh, yeah, he was just like, dude, that was crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> it was a pretty big, it was probably about 50 inches or something, he said. I, mean, I didn't know. That's crazy. Yeah, he's just like, that's while you're small. saying how crazy they get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they go berserk. You yeah. know, it's like pike mm-hmm. and musky are very similar and uh what's it called musky are a little harder to catch but pike are just as nuts you know you gotta if you're gonna keep them you gotta conk them like right away because <clears throat> they'll yeah, be hopping yeah. around your boat and you don't want those serrated razor blades moving too close to feet and fingers <laughs> yeah, or or other stuff yeah right <laughs> yes right. this is true yeah all right i'm trying to keep raging you buddy <laughs> yeah. hey i just said other stuff that's all your own perspective <laughs> oh that's too funny man well so you brought up the hobie bass open how'd you do at that man uh i i did all right i mean i did i did a good finish i think i was 10th or 11th Nice, but uh, I should I would have been up in fifth, and this was like the dumbest thing I've ever done. I, I caught a 21 inch smallmouth the second day of the tournament. Took a picture of it, put it in the net on the side of the boat. Looked at my picture, and I was like, "Oh, there's you know the fish is all in there, the tail's in there." Yeah. Put my phone down, put the fish back in the water, and realized, "Oh shit, the identifier wasn't in the picture." Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> I just called yeah. it too. Yeah. That'll always get you, dude. Yeah. You know. Oh god, I can't there, believe it. I, it. I felt like throwing up. I was so sick after that. It was like first thing in the morning. Oh, dude. That's... But that was like the biggest fish I had of the whole tournament. You know. Yeah. That's crazy, man. St. Clair produces some monster smallmouth, and. Uh... Oh my god, that lake was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun. Yeah, it's it. You know, it when it's hot, man, it's hot. And I know, um, you know, a couple weeks prior to the Hobie event was a KBF trail event on that, and you saw some monster, monster smallmouth just caught. I I think yeah. the, I think the big one was like twenty two or twenty three inches that week. I mean, just you know, you you always hear the reference of smallmouth called footballs. But I mean, this thing yeah. legit looked like a football. I mean, yeah, yeah, that just all of them were like that. Just unbelievable, man. It's a healthy, healthy fishery, man. Um, yeah, I, I have mean, a fisher. This fish go berserk too. I had them like they were jumping like four or five foot out of the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you guys got a big smallmouth like that out out in California. There's a there's some lakes that have some big ones, yeah. There's a um, Barrios has got some big ones in it. They'll yeah. get up to about four or five pounds. I, I think there's there's I guarantee there's bigger ones in there, but lakes get pressured so much that um, they're they're hard to catch. But uh, yeah, there's there's a I think there's another lake called Lake Party. They get up to like six or seven pounds in there too. Man, that's a big but fish. That's because they're all they're, they're trout eaters. It, it, they eat all the stock trout. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason why the bass gets so big on here too. Pound too. Yeah. Those things are mm-hmm. those things are a fight. <clears throat> yeah. They're just mean. Yeah. <laughs> that they are. That's nuts, man. So you know you're a big saltwater guy. 
uh, your your fish in salt water. Um, what did you carry over from saltwater fish into freshwater, if anything? I mean, do you think there, uh, there's think I, I, things that play into each other there? Or? Yeah, like I mentioned a minute ago, uh, one of the biggest things I took over from saltwater into freshwater would probably just be always being aware of what's going on. You know, like you see bait fish flickering over here, you know, the birds diving over there wind changes or current changes you know there's there's all kinds of little things it's just i think it's just being more aware of of what's going on around you and it definitely plays a factor in, in freshwater because there's so much dead water you know you can you can spend all day on nothing like no fish around you know and that's that's the biggest thing i learned from saltwater is because you spend so many days on the saltwater looking for fish that you realize that it's the same you know there's probably like 10% of the water that has, that has fish in it compared to the whole 90%. So that's, you know, even with the KBS, this last KBS event, that helped just because I knew there was life in the water. I could see bluegill and all kinds of stuff. So I know that, there, you know, big predators are around. Sure. So that's cool. That's, I guess looking for life is just probably one of the biggest things. I dig it. Is there, is there any like lures that you've found that work in both? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll say that I took my freshwater fishing into saltwater. Okay. I throw pretty much drop shot everything in saltwater. Interesting. So, you know, beefier, beefier setup of it, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. throw a lean cod and a rockfish. I throw like an 8-inch tube, a big Tora tube on a drop shot. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. That, that was a and it, same thing. Catch halibut and all kinds of stuff on it. The, the drop shot setup is is a killer in the salt. Uh, I'll I'll tell you a little hint too, uh, just because I'm so experienced. Um, inline spinners, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> inline spinners. Like I I remember once I figured out like dude I I'm not even kidding you. I almost landed a 30 inch snook on a one eighth ounce uh, rooster tail. With an ultralight. Oh, wow. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> he got off at the rocks because I didn't know, like, I wasn't able to identify it uh, at first because it was like, it was still kind of dark. And I'm like, well, I'm somewhere I'm not normally, so I'm not about to start sticking thumbs into the fish's mouth. <laughs> so, you know, and, yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> and then once I realized, I was like, oh, it's a snook. And then boom, he's gone. Yeah. I was like, great. So then I, I got into a bunch more, like, later on, but. Uh, I immediately went to Dick's and bought like almost all of their spinners because uh, it became terminal tackle at one point, you know, with the salt water. So I was like, all right, we're going to buy a yeah. bunch of these. I started throwing one ounces on a meat, uh, on a, uh, what's called medium heavy. I was like, let's do this 17 pound test. Let's go. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't thrown those too much. I need to, I guess I need to try it. Seems like everything in the it, everything in the Gulf was biting those things, man. Mm -hmm. I had a, a friend of mine. Sorry. Oh no, good. No, I was gonna say I even got a puffer fish. Oh wow! Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I like, caught him. I'm all handling him. He's like, burr, 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 burr. He's, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is this one of the ones that blows up and spikes you? I'm like, I couldn't like. I'm like, he feels like he would be. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm gonna put him back. <laughs> yeah, it's probably about that time. I know, dude. I was like, yeah. you, know, that, you got an Illinois boy catching fish in the Gulf. It's like, I don't know any better. 
That's crazy, man. That's you know that's how it's been for me too. Like whenever I get transferred to a new place, it's always learning. I have to learn how to fish, you know, for the fish that are around that area. So I, I'm the same way. Like I pull up on a spot and there'd be a bunch of people looking at me like, "What is this guy doing?" Because you know I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. What, I don't know how they fish for them. Yeah, but that's how you learn new things, man. You know, you start presenting mm-hmm. different baits that those fish normally aren't seeing, man. And then next thing you know, you're getting bit compared to the guy that's been fishing the same thing in the, same, the same place for well. like you know the past ten years. You know, so that's that's cool, mm-hmm. man. That's cool. I dig it. So, well, here's another thing too, man. Because I didn't know you were part of the Coast Guard until uh, we started talking. Um, you got any any stories, kayak or boat related, from you know working the Coast Guard, where you know maybe it could be a safety tip, uh, you know something like that. Um, crazy story, funny story, anything special? Hmm. He's like, where do I start? I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, you know, a lot of stuff. I work on I work on helicopters. So I'm on on H sixty five, the Dolphin helicopter. Oh wow! The helicopter mechanic, but um, for kayaks, biggest thing I would say for people in a kayak is, especially you guys out on the Great Lakes or big anybody on big bodies of water or something like that, where there's not a lot of people around all the time. Yeah, is to invest money in an eper. Okay. Jay, yeah, th- Jay thought you uh, were going to say something about a PFD, but I think that's pretty <laughs> obvious. But an EPIRB, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, PFD, of course, you know. Yeah, it was but, a toss yeah, between that and Yeah, because, I mean, the EPIRB, you know, they usually, most of them are water-activated, so if you hit your head and fall over, you're not going to be able to talk on a radio, you know? Yeah. No, but, that makes um, sense, man. EPIRB will go off and someone can find you. Because we, I'm telling you, we... Again, especially in Hawaii, in a lot of cases where uh, the EPIR goes off, and then we get called out, and we have to go fly and try to find, you know, whatever the distress is. This one time we were just flying around looking. There's no boats around, no nothing. It was just all of a sudden we just look down, and we track. We can track the the signal up like within inches. So we tracked it all the way down to the actual EPIRB in the water, and we dropped our swimmer down, and he picked it up, turned it off, and then we went home in the oh, middle wow. of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that sounds but like a wonderful thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for anything, you know, you can use it on hikes. If you go, you do a lot of hunting or anything like that, it, it's, uh, it's, it's the most expensive thing you hope you never use. Huh. Wow. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. not to get off subject, but it was my buddy Scotty, uh, they were, um, uh, they were somewhere deep in the, like, deep in the mountains in the States, and, like, a fire happened, and they almost got trapped. Like, all their stuff got burned. But I'm thinking, like, if they had one of those things, it might have been a little bit easier for the people to find them, because they had to find their way out. Like, they, with no navigation, no nothing, like, in, mm-hmm. in the mountains, and they had to figure out how to get out of there, I'm thinking... With that thing, that would have gave everybody kind of a leg up to come, like you know, at no, least come it'll, get it'll you. Tell them right, it'll tell them right where they are. Well, it's interesting. That's a, that's, I would say that's probably the biggest thing I'd, I'd recommend people get. That's, um, awesome. that's something I wouldn't that, think of, man. 
I, I mean, the only time I see Eperb is when I'm watching Deadliest Catch. I'll be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I think it's a Great Lakes requirement yeah. to have something like that. I'm not sure though. Don't I, quote me because obviously I, we don't fish the big water. I th- I know you got to have uh, a marine radio um, if you're fishing. Uh... Yeah, I think that's the minimum. I, I don't think they were, anybody requires you to have any perp. Hmm. Yeah, I thought there was something that like is real similar though. I don't know. Maybe some people that other stories I've heard like where they're actually carrying something like that where once you hit the water it goes off. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's like it's the possible. PFDs, you got the, the the water inflated PFDs are good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't think of any other device. Pretty much just Eperb, I think, is, is the only one that sends out that signal like that. Oh, man, we thought your job was but exciting. Maybe... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, there's some some good. I mean, there's a lot of boring times too. Yeah. It's, uh, like a lot of, lot of dumb cases. We're going out just wasting our time. Oh. Chasing but, some drug. Yeah, boats. I mean, I, I've I've had some I've had some good rescues. You know, people. There was a plane crash one time. I told you know four people that survived that. And then, wow, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, was, one of them was like a one year old kid. Man, that's nuts, dude. Well, I just saw something. Uh, uh, you know, I work part time at the kayak shop out here, and uh, we have a lady that comes in. Uh, she just got into kayak fishing, uh, but she's a big scuba diver. And I saw you just got you guys just had some big, horrific thing happen out yeah. off the coast there, where a big scuba diving boat like caught on fire in the middle of the night or something, right? Yep, yep, yeah. That was. I'm actually down here right now. Um, I was on on duty. I wasn't actually the flight mechanic for that one, but you know, like we launched the, the plane out, and he went out, and it was just a giant. It was like a sixty or seventy foot boat. Jeez. That, uh, yeah, people were like... sleeping downstairs, and they they were just trapped in there. One of the saddest things I've ever ever seen. Yeah, just man. Watching the videos and everything of it. Yeah. By the time we even got out there, I, I saw the videos, and it was just the whole boat was just a solid fireball. Mm. And it's, uh, yeah, I just I don't know what happened or anything like that, but just a very very sad situation. Yeah, man, she had posted a, a, a like a news clip or something on Facebook, and I had watched it, and I think there was like something like thirty people on board, or twenty people, something like that, mm-hmm. and it was just there was. 30, 39 people, and I think 35 of them uh, died. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. crazy. Yeah, 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 that's sad. Four that survived were the crew. The crew was back there. Everybody was asleep, and the crew just woke up, and I think they were getting everything ready for the day because it, it was a scuba diving charter trip. So I think people paid, you know, good money to go out and. They spent three days just traveling around all the islands and, and scuba dive all the best spots. That's nuts. But man. I, I think that that was. I don't know what happened, but they, you know, crew got up and they were getting everything ready, and the fire broke out, and then we got a call. I guess the crew all jumped off right away. Man, but that's nuts, man. I think one of the quick calls was just saying that people just can't. You know, there's no way for them to get out. They're trapped inside. Yeah, we're sorry about that, yeah, brother. That's a, yeah, man. I to, yeah, it's a sad, it's a sad story. Yeah. 
That sucks. Well, some of you just can't. Some of you just can't do anything about. Well, I killed the party. Sorry, guys. You know, yeah. But, <laughs> oh, man. No, I I just saw it. You know, and and too uh, soon, man. Too soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I you know I I saw the story, and you know you're in the Coast Guard and things like that, and I knew mm-hmm. you were kind of in the area, man. So. Yeah, no, our our hearts and thoughts go out to those that uh, were involved in that, man. Um, that's that's yeah, not an easy thing uh, to deal with, and I'm sure that hit, that hit California pretty hard, man. So, but yeah. uh, very sad families out there. Well, let's try lightening it up. What's what's the funniest Coast Guard yeah. story you got? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you guys haze each other? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that you can tell us. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're not we're not allowed to do that anymore. You can't handle that was the old, truth. That was old Coast Guard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So whenever you make flight mechanic, um, it's like a it's kind of a you know it's like your top end of your job with what you're striving to get. Sure. You kind of a flight mechanic. That's when you go out on all the rescues and everything. But uh, it's a pretty long process to get into it. And then once you finally get through it, you're on your last flight. They don't really do this anymore, but they, they used to do it. So as soon as you get back, you know, like everybody's like, oh, good job, high five. But then there's somebody waiting behind you, and they just grab you and throw you on the ground. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> put you inside, you know, like a rescue device and strap you to it and fill you up with ice and you oh. die. <laughs> the stuff that you throw in the water. Yeah. <laughs> so you throw this stuff in the water, it leaves this neon glow so you can kind of keep track of it under night vision goggles. Sure. And then during the day. And then, uh, yeah, you just fill your boots up and fill everything with that so you're pretty much green for a whole week. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. But yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, bucket size, too. You can't go anywhere. You just got to sit there. Oh, man. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning, too, because I don't think a lot of people know this, that the Coast Guard is actually the fifth branch of the armed services. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah. We work under the, we don't work under the DOD, we work under uh, Homeland Security. Uh, but, yeah, we're a, we're a branch of the military. That's awesome, man. Well, I mean, first and foremost, man, thank you for your service and, you know, keeping everybody no, safe no, when they're on the no water. Problem. My pleasure. No, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. My hats off to you guys, man. Um, got to got to do some cool stuff, see some cool stuff, and go to cool places. I bet. I don't, I don't regret it one bit. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Well, what? Let's. Uh, you know, what do you got uh, coming up for the rest of the fishing season, man? Uh, both big boat and kayak fishing. So the next one I have is the FLW Delta, which is in about two weeks. Okay. I'll be get, getting back and then uh, took a week off for that to pre-fish for it. And I have a, a friend of mine that he fishes the, the boater side and he, he always wants me to come fish with him. So Very cool. Yeah, that'll be uh, it'll be fun. That was a, I ended up winning that event last year, so hoping this this win just keeps things going and I can do it again. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I know we got a uh, we got another Delta guy coming on uh, next week as well on our uh, bass fishing for noobs segment. Uh, our man uh, Ryan Milford is going to be talking to Obedi. So okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm friends with Obedi. 
Yeah, yeah. Obadiah's yeah. a cool cat, he's man. A, he's a he, he's a character. You're gonna have a good show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Uh, <laughs> well, I first heard him on uh, the Yak Tactics podcast, man, and he's got a pretty incredible story, dude. Like where he came from, and then you know what he's achieved, and all that stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a character. I know he runs with Greg and all those guys that that dark horse crew out there on the West Coast. And uh, man, those yep. guys. If I ever come to California, those are the guys I want to hang out with. <laughs> you know, you know, you'll have a you'll have a belly ache in the morning from all the laughs and the good times. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Laughing with that and drinking. I don't know if you guys drink or not, but. <laughs> <laughs> they will uh they'll throw a party. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge drinker man, but uh if I ever came out there and I got a chance to hang out with those guys, I have a feeling I would be drinking. <laughs> I don't I don't always drink, but I do with the Dark Horse crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I, I spent uh one of the nights before the Clear Lake tournament over there hanging out with all of them. Nice. And uh, I was supposed to pre the next morning, I didn't even get out. <laughs> yeah. I, was hurting. I was hurting pretty bad yeah oh man that's funny man yeah that's funny. Of, they're a bunch of cool dudes real real down to earth people yeah man i i mean it seems like that whole i mean that's a thing i i think california right now it's either california or like that southeast section of the country like alabama georgia tennessee uh, area like that's the two biggest kayak fishing communities right now i think in my eyes and i mean california mm-hmm. i mean on a typical yakabass tournament you guys got well over 100 anglers every time right sometimes 150 yep yep so yeah pretty much every time yeah that's awesome i think the big, uh, biggest one we had was uh, a yakabass uh Berryessa tournament and that one was like 150 something almost 160 i think damn that's crazy man yeah that's crazy but the payout's gotta be nuts yeah that that was all shotgun start too that wasn't like open launch (laughs) oh man (laughs) it's just bumper boats all taking off (laughs) 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 it's it's fun yeah yakabat doesn't they don't do uh they don't do open launch it's all everybody goes from the same spot that's i like that that's crazy man that's crazy that would be some yeah, good it's, drone it's, uh, footage right there, man. Just oh, 150, yeah. Yeah, there's, 160 Yeah, there's some bucks. out there. There's definitely some out there. But... That's nuts, dude. That's nuts. <laughs> there's like spikes on this yeah, side. It was a funny event. I'd be one of those guys that are like, yeah, go ahead. I'll wait till you guys are out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the just, fun of that? <laughs> well, you can be like the one guy that turns around and just fishes right by the dock. Yeah. Because there's always that guy, and he catches all the biggest fish. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Where'd you it's fish? Like, right in front yeah. of the launch. Yeah, dude, I like got, I went yeah. to my car and got lunch, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I had, like, hit, hit the bathroom, you know, got some more water. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. That's how this, this last Clear Lake event was. I, I, the spot I fished was like, I, I was fishing uh, 50 yards from my, my van the whole time. See? That's <laughs> nice. See? Yeah, Sometimes like middle, yeah middle of the day, I just went back and, you know, went yeah. had a drink. Got the dog out. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. You brought a dog with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he was fishing right yep. there, man. He yeah, had his eyes like, on him I'm the whole time. Dog, uh, you know, <laughs> I want to know. Did you have a well, limit I got a, by then? <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a, a Sprinter van, like a 
a Springer van that I built up. Oh, like oh, the canvas, dude. Yeah, yeah, like a big, yeah, big, big. So you know, I've got fans in there and everything else, so it's it's cooler in there than it is anywhere else. That's like awesome. Think, man. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right up mine and yeah. Jay's alley, man. We yep. we've been talking about doing something like that for a while, and uh, you know, we built. I out, would suggest that it's awesome. Yeah, we built out a little trailer that we'll pull sometimes, but uh, uh, like an old utility trailer, and uh, you know, Jay and I have been talking about the van thing because it's just way more economical, I think, but. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's especially cool. for tournaments. I I built out the inside around my kayak, so that's I got a, awesome. You know, like a, a deck. I got a deck system in there. I got two big drawers that pull out with all my tackle, and then uh, all, everything's all wood, like wood flooring, wood walls, wood ceiling, and uh, I built a, a frame that goes for the bed, and it goes, you know, lifts up, and I can slide my my Hobie inside there and have it inside with me. I don't have to keep it outside. Oh, that's smart. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, I just pull up to where I'm in a fish for the tournament, sleep there, and then wake up and pull, pull the kayak out and fish. Yeah, because I know the security aspect is so big. You just don't want to be, like, you know, if you don't have to have that kayak outside, it's always great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry. It's, you can sleep easier, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we stayed in a hotel once, and uh, you know, my buddy paid, and... Uh, he kept looking out the window because we were like in town. It was like this little town. It was a downtown area. There's a bar. Everybody kept going. There's like two bars and everybody was kind of going in between there. And he finally just goes, man, I'm going to go sleep in the van. And I was like, dude, we got rooms. Like we can see the, we can see the X. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm just going to, I'd feel much better if I was down there sleeping with it. You know, and then he goes down and does it in the morning. He's like, dude, everyone was touching your kayak. It wasn't even mine. And I was just like, oh, great. Thanks for telling me that. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Dude. No, it's a, I, I would suggest doing it, man. It's fun. It, uh, it's just the, the the fact that you can just pull over on the side of the road. You know, you're doing a road trip. Like I fished the national championship in Louisiana, and drove all the way there. And you know, whenever you want to stop and take a break, you just pull over and sleep for a couple hours and then keep going. Man, if you really think about it, those things really don't take up that much room either. Yeah. You know, once the seat's down and everything, you can, I mean, that's just a little, I mean, I don't know. It's like maybe, maybe 20 inches high. That may be even too high. You know, at 40 inches wide or so, that's not too bad. The kayak? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like if you build around it yep. so where it's not impeding oh, like, yeah, yeah. the living space. The biggest thing is the length that, that, that uh, yeah. takes up a lot. Because I bought the, the bigger 170 Sprinter van because it, it's like 14 foot from the back doors to the back of the passenger seat. Oh, it's perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, so I got a 12, I got the PA 12 and that's what I get a little bit of room to get around. Gotcha. Nice. Hmm. Interesting. It's cool though. It's, uh, it's, uh, I love it. That's, it was probably the best investment I ever made. You got any pictures of this thing online? Uh, I think there's a few on, on Facebook. I can, I can send some. <clears throat> No, that's cool. We'll check it out, man. We'll check it out. This, I was gonna say, this might even be a good, um, like another, like podcast segment or you know another episode. Yeah. Just talking to guys. Maybe we'll have you back on. Would you like? Would you be okay with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm good time, man. Yeah, because <laughs> a, a lot of us got uh, like different sleeping options. 
Yeah. Um, ev- even mm-hmm. me, I've got a rooftop tent on top of my uh, kayak trailer uh, that I started using this year because, you know, I'm trying to answer the issue. Because I-, I drive around with a truck. Yeah. I was going to do the van. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was going to do the Econoline van and whatever. And somebody, like, brilliantly said, why would you buy another vehicle that you can't trust but you have a perfectly good working truck i'm like <laughs> you bring up a good point <laughs> like i can depend I wonder, on the truck i wonder who yeah, said yeah, that thanks for killing yeah. my buzz man <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I wonder, yeah i know and i'm just like i wonder who said that hmm. yeah i don't know who it was either, <laughs> but he's a real jerk yeah <laughs> yeah i'm but nice I mean, most car, of the time the, the car the uh the camper van is like definitely the ultimate answer. Especially, I mean, I've watched so many of the videos. I know, like everything you can do with those things and the different kinds that there are mm-hmm. uh, out there. And you know, as I would feel more comfortable with the Sprinter van too. But I think that would be like another cool episode we could do. Just bring a bunch yeah, of guys dude. back and talk about our living quarters for tournaments and yeah, you know, even just for travel or whatever. Yeah, man, I dig yeah. it. Yeah, I would definitely be down to be back on for that. Heck cool. yeah, dude! Appreciate that. Sweet, sweet. I, I love talking about it. That, that's like my favorite, like I said, my favorite purchase I've ever made. So I was, I'm all about the van. No, that's awesome. Anybody that like wants to get one, I'm always like, dude, do it, do it. Yeah. You're love it. Yeah. yeah. Spend the money. It's cool. <laughs> like, you won't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, plus, if, if you end up homeless, you got a place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Wife that's kicks you out. It, man. <laughs> you know, always, you always sleep in it. Yeah. Wife yep. kicks you yeah, out. Yeah, I, I put memory memory foam mattress in there. Everything it's like nice, super comfortable. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, we're we're kind of winding down here, man. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with one more question. Um, you know, being that you're a, a pretty successful angler, man. If you if there was one tip you could throw out there to some guys uh, that are going out fishing, uh, what would that be, man? Mm. God, so many. I would say keep an open mind. Okay. I dig it. You know, I. That's. You can. Everybody's got their own lures. They've all got their own stuff they like to throw. I'm not going to tell you to throw something, you know, because everybody. It's keep an open mind and have confidence in what you're doing. That's. That's uh. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned because even this Clear Lake tournament, I uh, I was getting very down, yeah. down on everything. I was starting to lose faith in what I was doing, and and uh, I just was like, you know what? They're here. They're gonna start biting. And eventually, I just I caught one, and then I was like, that pumped me up, and then bam, 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 bam. It just kept going throughout the day, and I was like, all right, is it still going? But I was ready to give up for a few, you know. So that would be, I'd say that's the biggest thing I, I've, I've learned. And for, I think it's a good tip for everybody. I, there's a lot of people I see that get down on what they're doing and uh, lose confidence in it and then just stop, you know, or try to change or they run and go to a different spot. Well, I'm raising my hand yeah. and Jay's pointing at himself. So I think you, yeah. you hit the nail on the head with that one. But uh, mm-hmm. I totally agree, man. Like, you know, sometimes when you're tournament fishing, you just get so focused in on, you know, whatever it be, the money, the AOI, just doing good mm-hmm. and coming out with a five fish limit, something like that, and you forget how to fish, you know. Yep. Yep. So. You get spun out. It's so easy to get spun out. And I and I did. I'll admit it. I was really spun out because 
the first day of the tournament, I, uh, I, was, I caught a fish first thing in the morning and put it on the board, uh, holding it down and everything was lined up and I was bringing my, my phone up to take the picture. Fish slapped the phone right out of my hand into the water. Lost my phone. That was the only way I had to take pictures. Yeah. And, I know a guy like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to live this yeah, damn story now. There's a few videos on how to do a, a little DIY, you know, like a uh, phone clip thing. You can put it on a lanyard. So yeah. <laughs> look, look for those on YouTube. Trust me, mine's, mine's yeah. always clipped in now. Every time before I even mm-hmm. step on the boat like and push offshore, it's it's tethered to my PFD. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that happened to me at the flw kbf open on nickajack day one Mm -hmm. um i just caught like a solid i think it was like 18 something inch fish and then just boated a 17 and a half 17 and three quarter i don't remember i know it was 17 something took the picture and you know me i got lazy and i had my board in my lap instead of in the bottom of my boat and you know, I'm like going to type in the measurement. The fish flops off the board, hits the bottom of my phone, and up into the air and into the water it went, and that just totally <laughs> crushed my day. So, isn't it the coolest thing though? Watching it fall doesn't look like a nice water spoon or something. You're just dude, like, damn, that thing's gonna get nailed on the way down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that slow motion in the movie. You know, when you see like something yep. happening right before like a huge explosion. And that's just it. You see your phone like slowly falling in the water and you're like just kind of paused. And then the explosion is when you realize, well, I'm screwed for the rest of the day in the tournament, you know? So yeah, I get it. Yeah. Luckily for me, there, there was another, another angler out there that had a camera. He let me use his GoPro. Nice. So yeah, I was, I mean, that saved my tournament. I ended up, I ended up winning because of it. That's awesome. Dude, that's that's a killer. Exactly. goes into the point of don't, don't, uh, don't lose yeah don't don't lose your head well that's yeah. better than my story because i had to go like 45 minutes back to the ramp get a gopro out of my truck and then as i was getting ready to get back in my boat the skies opened and the wind kicked up and it was like a torrential downpour like 20 30 mile an hour winds and yeah the bite just shut off so Oh, no. I mean, I ended up coming in with a limit, but it wasn't the limit I wanted, you know, but uh, it was what it was, man. But you know what? That's the thing, like going back to what I said earlier is, you know, I try to learn something new from every trip on the water, man, and I I definitely learned something that time. Like I always have a GoPro in the boat now. (laughs) My phone Mm -hmm. is always tethered. So, like, oh, uh-huh. even if I lose my phone, I got a backup plan. Uh, good to go. So, no, man, I, I think that's some, some good insight there, man. And I'm glad I'm not the only one that's lost their phone. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, I'm not going to say this isn't the, I, I, it's not the first time I've done it. So, <laughs> Dude, I don't know how I got I, away I with it for all these years. I yeah. really don't. Mm-hmm. just free floating sitting in my pocket like my dude i've been pedaling before and that thing is like started to squeeze out of my pant pocket yeah yeah <laughs> you know i'm you just like get, oh. you hear it hit the bottom of the boat and you're like oh my god yeah oh dude <laughs> it's like well one time i just like automatically like, just almost dumped it in there just being a dip you know or moron yeah <laughs> like i mean it was like i it was like kind of like that that one uh video you see of the guy who like gets the fish and then he takes the lure out of the 
out of the fish's mouth with the pliers and he throws the fish in the water or throws the fly the pliers in the water yeah, yeah like yeah. i was did something like that i was like what are you doing <laughs> like that doesn't go in the water dummy you know? <laughs> one of my brighter moments that's you're, crazy you're, man. you're yeah. thinking man it's a really good fish i don't need this phone check this out <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's too funny man that's too funny uh-huh. Well, man, we we definitely appreciate you taking time out tonight to to chat with us and all that good stuff, man. Um, uh, real quick, oh, man. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Uh, you wanna you wanna plug your social media so guys can follow you, stuff like that. If you got any, you know, sponsors or anything like that, feel free shout them out, man. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't really do the, too much of the social media thing. I just have you know, a Facebook account, Jacob Trauba. But, um, yeah, and it's, I think it's the same for Instagram, which I don't really even use the, the Instagram thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, like the, that tournament, the KBF tournament, I fished all wicked weights. You know, nice. Wicked weights, uh, punching punch weight, I punched the whole time. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely uh, one of the keys to, to doing well, just the right amount of weight to get through the thick mats. Nice. So, yeah, wicked weights, i got to thank them and, and uh, Lawrence. Sweet. I used uh, my 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 ECS live to to look around. I found some some good spots, some bluegill beds, and all that. And then uh, just pretty much had it on the map the whole tournament. So I was just you know following all my dots. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, Heck man. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Right on. Well, with that being said, guys, uh, don't forget to check out the website paddle the letter n in fin dot com got blog posts don't forget to stop by the store check out the t-shirts hoodies long sleeves all that good stuff if you guys have a question comment uh want to hear from a future guest like jacob feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com social media is at paddle and fin uh huge shout out to our show supporters Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Coyote Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lures, Southern Laco, and TRC Covers. And our newest one, Jig Masters. Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. As always, guys, don't forget about the Recycled Plastics Program. Take your used beat-up plastic baits from this fishing season, throw them in a little baggie. Drop it in an envelope. Mail it to the address in the show notes. That goes to our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures. He takes those beat-up plastics, melts them down into new baits, and donates them to Heroes on the Water. With that said, guys, until next time, tight lines and smooth paddling.